We want to be our best, feel our best and live our best. But achieving our best isn't as cut and dry as do fitness, eat good, get results, happy. To find joy, good health, balance and contentment, we need to show valour. This is valour. Valour is courage. Courage to face challenges, to endure, to struggle, to be exposed to all of your vulnerabilities and to face it all without any certainty of the outcome. On the Valor Podcast, we share the methods, strategies, and ideas that can help us all achieve our very best. This is Valor. Hey guys, welcome back to the Valor Podcast, season two, kicking off. Stoked that we're up and about again. Took a little longer than planned. That's all right, it's a Rona year. <laughs> no, plans changed, uh, thoughts about what to do for this season changed, and um, but I'm all right. I'm, I'm glad that it took a bit longer because it means I've had a good think about what we want to deliver to you guys and give you guys something worth listening to. Uh, it's, it's your half hour, it's your hour. I want to make sure that what you do with it is uh, valuable. So this season, we're going to be talking to members and we're going to be getting them to share their stories. I don't think, um, I said in the trailers briefly that it's great to have big names, celebs and sports stars and things on your podcast, but doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the most valuable or you're going to get get exactly what you want out of a podcast. So I think members have all got amazing stories, struggles to triumph and success and failure and uh, sporting stories and hard work and all sorts of stuff. And that's what we're going to deliver this season. We're kicking it off with Marty and Haley who share their story of training while pregnant over the last year bit of it during covid bit of it back in the gym um as many people know there was a bit of a baby boom all the uh covid babies are popping up and um so we've had five six seven eight um people have babies over the last year and it's definitely been a, a topic um so we chat about getting into training uh modifying speaking to doctors struggles the good parts lessons all that sort of stuff i think uh anyone that's had a baby or thinking about training while pregnant or have has sort of been a part of the polarizing discussions and about this over time uh you'll find this interesting it's it's a cracking cracking chat both girls were amazing i couldn't thank them enough for getting on and sharing their stories and giving their thoughts and ideas about uh how it went for them uh, it was really incredible chat. So here we go. I'll hold you up no longer. Marty and Haley. This is Bella. Marty, Haley, how are you? Good. Good, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on to talk about babies and, and training and all of that. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do this chat. I think it's going to be very valuable and useful. We've had so many especially in the last, like, year. <laughs> How many babies have we had born here? Like, five, five. But then there's the boys as well, like Jesse and Maddie and Maddie, yeah. both Maddies. I feel like there's about eight babies. Yeah. 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 COVID was not yeah. good yeah. for us. Five, <laughs> yeah, five mama mem- uh, members and about three males as well. So then they can get tips and take Yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, today we just want to talk about your story, your journey um, of, yeah, Falling pregnant and continuing to train during that pregnancy and what went on and how it went and 
whatever happened along the way, things that might have gone well, things that might not have gone well. We have the babies here today. We've even got Marty's kids in the background as well. So it's going to be a real authentic podcast today. So there'll be some, some noise, possible interruptions, all sorts going on, which I think makes the episode extra special. Uh, but first, yeah, tell us who have we got here today, Marty? We've got Marty. Oh, and Nico. <laughs> Nico is... Nico is, uh, he's coming up two mu- uh, nearly three months in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, he's chugging on well. And Hayley? Uh, I got Charlie. He's three and a half, yeah, three and a half months. We had heaps of boys. Yeah. So many boys. There's Only like, Jazz had the one girl, yeah. Yeah, I think there's maybe two girls and everyone else is a boy. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. So, um, yeah, both... Pretty close in age. Um, you guys had to do a bit of training through lockdown last year, but then also got to come back and train at the gym as well. Um, Marty, how many kids have you got in total? Um, I've got... <laughs> <laughs> it's baby brain. Uh, I've got four. Four. And yeah. Haley, this is your first baby. Yeah, just my first one. Yeah, so I specifically wanted to get you guys on because you've both got different backgrounds in having kids and stories and that, and you've trained with... Two of your babies? Yep. And then the other two, just Did just normal. Literally eight for two. Eight for two. <laughs> that is definitely a myth. <laughs> um, yeah, so we want to just yeah go over some stuff. And if you've got advice on that for people on the way, that's what we want to hear. Um, before we, We'll probably say this at the end as well. But before we go further, like it's definitely recommended if you're wanting to exercise. While pregnant, you've got to go see doctor. got to go see physio. Um, I think we were quickly, briefly chatting about this. Try go find yourself a good doctor and a good physio. Um, otherwise, if they're a shit one, they might just tell you just to do nothing and eat for two, which yeah. <laughs> which is totally a lie. <laughs> so yeah, we don't want we don't want that. But yeah, you've you've got to go see doctors. Don't just jump into it. There's so much um, information out there, but you've definitely got to go speak to some specialists, speak to some people in the know. And in terms of your trainers as well, like find some trainers that have had some experience and. Go speak to other, you know, physios and that themselves as well, so they're well trained up and knowledgeable on what to do. Um, all right, let's kick it off. Um, Marty, do you tell us your story first. You can go right back to middle of last year at some point, I guess. And yeah, so become pregnant. Yeah. Probably only. Oh, it's hard to tell with the COVID lockdown, but at home quite a bit, and then I was sick for sixteen weeks of it, and didn't really train, train for that part but then once that sickness left um, trained the whole time all the way up until mobility in that first four weeks was probably um, where I did really minimal because I didn't have much energy and things like that but as soon as the gym gym opened back up I tried to sort out a routine and get moving yeah um, so you scaled right back um, you sort of said that you felt pretty all right though. Like you didn't feel like you were too restricted in your body though, hey? Nah, and I'd never felt that way before. So doing what I was doing previously, like working all, like working out all the way up till definitely played a part in that because, yes, I was nauseous, but as soon as the nausea left, um, nah, it was really good. So you're pretty conditioned in that and, yeah. and all that strength was already there. Yeah, crazy, yeah. Do you think um, it would be wise to jump straight into training when falling pregnant if you hadn't been doing much before that? Nah, I, I reckon your bodies are different. Like when I 
trained at a normal gym before I had Nico with Cyrus, who's now five, um, my body would have not handled it as well as I did. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's like a fear thing. Some women get pregnant and they've not been exercising and then they sort of go, it might be a fear of putting on too much weight or something. And they go, shit, I better start the gym. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it is because it, even and with like doctors and things like that, they tell you specifically not to do that. But then if you are in tune with your body, you should just not do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think if you've not been training, like you just stick to walking and just monitoring your diet. Yeah, hundred percent. But if you have been training, then sweet, go let's at go. It. Um, Haley, how did it start off for you? Um, I was the same. I was really sick at the start. I sort of um, I found out quite early. So I knew it about five weeks and I messaged Christy and Christy was like the only person I told for a long time. <laughs> it was like myself, my partner, Ryan and Christy. <laughs> yeah, do you know um, what? It's the same. <laughs> Us trainers, we find out early for everybody and it feels like everyone's pregnancy goes forever. Everyone else finds out at like th- 12, 13, 14 yeah. weeks and yeah. we find out at four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're a part of it. Yeah, so that was o- that was online. So she was pretty much the predominant coach of the session that I did. So um uh, she sort of said, do what you can. And then I wasn't sick at that. St- I was sick at that stage, but I was able to push through it. And then I started vomiting and there was no way that was <laughs> once that came. Um, so, yeah, it was about 14, 15 weeks that I started sort of coming back. But um, I saw my GP as well and he said not to do anything. So he said, you can walk. And then ended up at my obstetrician who said, no, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. And... Um, the nurse there, the midwife there, said that she'd trained all the way through her pregnancy. So um, the only thing, that, so they kept an eye on it and sort of when I got into my third trimester, um, I wasn't allowed to go overhead. So that was their one thing that I wasn't allowed to go overhead, which you read on the net that that's a bit of an outdated thing as well, but I just listened to them and did exactly what they said because I didn't want to stuff anything up. Yeah. So like it's not for me anymore, it's for him. Yeah, definitely. It's that trade-off in the end. Like it would be fun to do overhead stuff. But it's not necessary. Like, yeah. if you can just train and you feel good exercising, then you don't get to the end of the session and go, oh, this workout would have been so much better if I went overhead. Yeah. <laughs> I did, yeah. Everything got a bit boring by the end, though. I felt like I was doing always doing the same thing. Yeah, that, for sure. I think the main thing that I stopped straight away, um, and that was by Christy's advice, was anything like ab-related, any crunches or anything like that. Yeah. That she said, yeah, right from the start, don't do that. Which I'm sure a couple of people got sus because you're on Zoom and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, What's going on there? Why is Hayley modifying all the time all of a sudden? <laughs> it gets like that even in the gym, like people start that. Oh, you're modifying quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so both started, both just scaled back, which I think is the right thing to do anyway right off the start. Like whether you're, you've got some little worries or niggles or anything or not, it's probably smart to just dial it all back and then you can sort of figure out what you can do what feels okay, what doesn't feel okay. Whereas if you keep trying to sort of smash it, you could end up sore, you can end up pulling something and, and then you, you can be in trouble. I reckon you definitely need to, um, like, it's a hit and miss of things that you can and can't do. Like at the start when I started back, my hips were really tight because obviously your body's changing. So it didn't do heaps of stuff, but then it starts softening and then you can start moving into it and then you start getting your energy back and then everything just... Because did you ever get no energy towards the end no no i was i think i trained five days once i finished work i had nothing better to do yeah, <laughs> so yeah well, you both sort of had days. the same hey so tell us that so you got past the sixth stage 
you scaled all back and then you sort of you both just sort of started building up on the things as you started to feel better so let's go like midway through and third trimester like tell us how that went Marge you can start oh yeah so by the time I was maybe like five months and I'd figured out what I could do I just kind of just went with it so I didn't do stupid things so I never did box jumps or anything just common sense not to do the real stupid stuff running was a little bit awkward but lifting I reckon it's the thing that saved my back like if you've got like good form and you're listening to your trainers um I never had any back pain so we're still lifting quite heavy um not as heavy as what I was but I didn't lose much of that strength and I reckon that helped me massively in labor and all the way up till I used to have sore backs all the time with my other kids and never had it this time yeah um I remember once when when Court was pregnant and she had like this big tummy, there's these awesome photos of her doing like the CrossFit total. So it's like a picture of her doing a back squat and a deadlift yeah. and an overhead press. She was not doing any of them heavy, but it was just this photo. Yeah. And what was this like 2013? And one of our friends, he saw the photo and in a comment, like he's a boy, he should have said nothing, but he <laughs> just wrote, that doesn't look like it's safe. And that's just all he wrote in the comment. <laughs> That doesn't look safe, and caught lit up, and all these. But then all their like these other female friends of hers that have had kids or whatever just went into bat for her and ripped into him. And I just messaged in private. I was like, dude, probably shouldn't have messaged. <laughs> shouldn't have said that. And he's like, oh, but it doesn't look safe. I was like, mate. But there's definitely more information about it now because I reckon you're going to get pockets of people saying all of that, but then they don't know the behind story. Yeah. Like, were you training all the way up till, like? Yes, we don't post everything, or you don't know what type of training we're doing, but compared to a full CrossFit workout, it's really scaled. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah compared to what you used to do, because I know I was still cleaning. Like, I remember Christy saying, she's like, you're cleaning the same amount as me, but like that was still like 20% of what I used to clean, so that was a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can... I totally thought you meant cleaning at your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a clean. Power clean? <laughs> yeah, so... People sort of from the outside looking in might not know what you already can do, don't know what you're capable of. Yeah. Um, and so when you're in here training and you're listening to your body, I think that's the main thing that we say to you guys so much is listen to your body. What does your body say? Are you sore? Are you okay? All of that. And then make a decision on what you're doing. And um, that's what's got you guys and all the other mums through so well. You're able to lift weights and do those things safely. Um, and there's been no problems. Yeah, because I think with, say, like, CrossFit and gyms like this, um, there's no mirrors, so you have to literally be in tune with your body. So when you've got a bump or your hips are feeling out of whack, then you actually have to listen to her. And it was like, we didn't feel uncomfortable to just be like, I'm not doing the fourth round. You should just be like, how are you going? And then you're like, mm, not feeling it and not feel bad about it. Like, already done two rounds. Yeah. I'm not going to do the third. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter. No. You just, you just hear the move. You're not moving to lose weight because, yeah. come on. Yeah, that's it. The purpose of doing game. exercise, I don't know, you've, tell me if you guys agree or tell me what your, you, your purpose was. But I've, to me, the purpose of it is to get out of the house, to be in a social circle, to move your body, get some blood pumping, get some hormones pumping. And that's about it. And to feel better. Yeah, I think the main the main thing is yeah to get out of the house. 
Yeah. Like, especially now, it's like the one thing that I know is a constant to get out of the house. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like as you say, with I was doing lunges one day. I don't remember where in my pregnancy it was, and it just felt bad, so I stopped that. I don't know what I changed to, but I changed something, and it was just, yeah, because who knows what could have happened there. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, even if you just come in for your mental health. Yeah. Like, you're doing it beforehand, so people all have their different reasons, but I think in our community, you come here to feel good, and the weight loss is just a bonus. And when you're a mum and you're pregnant, it's better to come somewhere, have a laugh, lift some weight instead of sitting at home nesting all the time <laughs> yeah i'd go crazy yeah <laughs> so it's major like once but once you get out and you do a little bit of a workout sweat just that little bit you feel way better yeah and that's enough that's all you need yeah yeah so i know marty you had tons of energy in the second half yeah, I, don't, I actually don't know what it was. Court tried to tell me it was testosterone. And I was like, well, awesome. But yeah, it was actually a little bit crazy. I was feeling a little bit weird because I thought, oh, once that last trimester hit, I thought I would lose my energy again. But this will be known. I'll go right up until labour. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it the same for you, Hayley? Um, Yeah, I think so. I kind of... I think for me, I... I didn't, I struggled at the start not being able to do the weights. And then when I lost the overhead, that that got me mentally as well. Mm. But I just had to, yeah, <laughs> figure it out that, yeah, I had to keep going, just doing what I could do and getting out of the house. Being able to just do anything was better than nothing. Yeah, I think it's hard to sometimes shift that perspective when you are in the gym before being pregnant, you are wanting to lift heavy weights and go faster in your workouts and get some PBs and push really hard and all that. And then, I know, I could imagine that, boom, it changes straight away. Yeah, you have to. Like, safety-wise, you, you have to switch up and you don't want to... Yeah, no, your, your head's not there yet. No. Your body and your doctor are saying, well, it's changed. And you're like, but... <laughs> <laughs> but can I, can I just... <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I imagine that would be really hard to have to stop and change and do all that. Yeah, I remember giving away... I'd come in it was a lockdown and I think it must have been the second one and I had borrowed like 25 kilo plates and I was like I'm not allowed to do deadlifts that heavy anymore so I had to give that away and that was where it kind of went at least if it's not there I don't have the pressure I don't have that inside voice going oh yeah you can do that (laughs) yeah just remove it (laughs) out of sight out of mind um okay so getting to the end of your pregnancy um tell us how like training sort of went like did it change and then then we'll get into actually like don't have to go as deep as you want in birth but like just tell us like let's just go with before that bit first so the very end of your pregnancy and then we'll go from there Haley, kick it off if you want um yeah I, st- I think I felt I feel like I felt the same the whole way the whole way through um it just as my belly got bigger movements changed um which meant scaling down, but I, yeah, I don't think I felt that different for most of it. Did you move from like away from the barbell and towards the dumbbell instead to not like b- yeah. bump your tummy? <laughs> yeah, I think I did. I think I did towards the end and I couldn't do the rower. Yeah. So I couldn't run and I couldn't do the rower. So I had to move to the bike. <laughs> I do love the last day that you row when you're pregnant. You sort of like knees are going out <laughs> wide and you're like, I think I'm done with this. <laughs> 
Mads? Oh, yeah. This is, it's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't change, like, you, you were still doing an overhead squat on your last day in the gym. <laughs> yeah, so literally, I was probably doing four days anyway yeah. of training, and then um, everyone was like, oh, he's dropped now, and I'm going, <laughs> like, yeah, is he? But then I was, I think I was obviously in labour for the last week, but I was in early labour for a long, like, couple of weeks, because... I went into I was in labor on my last workout. So that was crazy for me because I went home. So yep, did a full overhead squat workout and like squats and running, like jogging. And I could have probably done that for another week, but I was actually in labor and then the only reason I knew I wasn't in pain, it was just because they were getting closer. So I didn't have any pain in labor. It was just they were getting closer together, and then I was like to hubby, "Oh, okay, I think it's time today." But I'd been saying that all week. <laughs> yeah, I remember you had him on like a Friday or a. It, yeah, so it was the f- it was a Friday night. I don't normally come in at nights, but it was a yeah. Friday night. Well, I remember on like Tuesday. Yeah. You were like, "Oh, I've, I'm." You were sitting in here in this room, like oh, I'm having contractions and stuff and whatever, and you're about to train. <laughs> I was like. I don't think you should train. Everyone was so scared. They're like, do you, do you think you should be training? And then I've never asked you, so, like, because I, at least I know that you're in tune with your body. So yeah. I'm like, I just asked you many times, like, do you feel good? You're all right? Do you need to change anything? What do you need? And, <laughs> and we've, like, and we've yeah, even got heaps of nurses here. Yeah. And they were just like, um, yep, yeah, you're ready to go. And then I was like, thanks for like giving my hopes up because I'm definitely here another week. <laughs> like, yeah, well, not happening. But it, I, that felt made me feel safer because they were from emergency and and things like that. So, um, yeah, I I couldn't believe I was in labour. To be honest, I thought I could do another week, at, and I was really like, oh, I don't want to stop training. <laughs> so Tuesday it was there was a bit of labour and it was pretty casual. But Friday, yeah, was so, it? So sorry, Thursday night was yeah. the training, and then. The next morning I had him. Yeah. Where, what was the labour like when you were here on the Thursday night? Was It It was exactly the same as the week. Oh, the same as the Tuesday? Yeah. So, it hadn't got so, more intense? No, it hasn't got more intense until I went home that night after that workout and it was just getting closer together. It wasn't intense, just longer. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. It was all, that's all training. Yeah. Maybe my headspace was somewhere else or... Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, it's a little bit freaky. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah look, that. I definitely wouldn't recommend anyone doing that. No. <laughs> I think like, this is this is your fourth baby. So yeah. you, if, if Hayley was in labour in here on her first baby, she wouldn't be here. She'd be like, no, I'm you, fucking going to the hospital. Because you, uh, you, you stopped five days before your due date, yeah? Yeah, it must have been about that. I knew, so my due date was on the Monday and I stopped my membership the week before because I knew that if he made it there... I would be induced. So yeah. then I was induced on the Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, when I, so I'd stopped training on the Friday beforehand. I came in on the Sunday because it was open week. I came in and watched on the Sunday everybody do the open. I was like, oh, <laughs> I wish. But yeah, knowing yeah. I was due the next day, I, I, I stopped. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, being four babies down, like you're a bit more in tune and you sort of oh, know. And I, I, I feel like I was the most in tune with this yeah. baby. What is that like going from like the contrast from your first to your fourth? Like, um, like way different information that's comes out now. Yeah. About having babies and things like that is totally different. Back, so my oldest boy's fourteen, and I was just told to take it easy, and I'm thinking take it easy for nine months. Like, okay, <laughs> because that's what you think. Yeah. But 
coming back off that, like, he wasn't so bad because it's your first baby and you tend to bounce back a little bit better. But second, I was, no, like, it, it, you were told to eat, you know, eat for two, that was, that's always a thing. But yeah, just, at, at this pregnancy, I just ate when I was hungry. And that was just fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just grapes, wasn't Mainly, it? Yeah. Mainly, grapes. It was so funny. Fruit you come into the gym with grapes every day. A whole bag. Just smash them. <laughs> yeah, there was, but lots of information has come out. So there's there's people on Instagram influencers now that do pelvic floor mm. movements. Mm. They lots of people weightlifting um, while they're pregnant. Like if you know your body, I reckon you should just continue. Yeah. Like, but if you don't and you're asking too many questions and you're unsure, then just drop back. You need to get more intuitive with your body well, you hey? need to ask lots of questions yeah absolutely <laughs> queen of questions, questions. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ask the you questions. do but yeah a, a lot of the answer often needs to be like oh what do you feel you need to like what are you feeling right now because you're just answering questions i mean asking questions and getting answers and doing what you're told but not actually kind of feeling it out yeah and you can you ask like i, I would ask my doctor questions i would ask questions online for different mums I'd ask my trainers you get a whole ballpark of different questions and then you think hmm which one's more relatable and how am I actually feeling yeah you want to range and you want to go find sources that have a lot of evidence behind them or experience behind them as well um yeah I want to ask about like the birth stage because I just think a lot of people listening would be really interested in knowing how it went and if the training or whatever had any impact in it if it helped it or didn't help it or whatever so don't have to divulge as much info as you want divulge whatever you want i don't care um but yeah let us tell us um marty you're the experienced mama go first (laughs) wow (laughs) so trained at 5 p.m went into labor into the hospital (laughs) about one in the morning yeah and then two in the morning i was getting along but I was still pretty bored. Like I was like, let's like get get going, and I was pacing around, and my doctor was thinking, this girl's crazy. And I go, oh, I just finished at a um, workout, and she's like, what? <laughs> Even because I worked all the way right up until as well, and my workmates were like, I can't believe you're still working. But I was like, oh, you know, just keep busy. Blah, blah, blah. Labor hit, and then yeah, I was in labor for about. It was really quick, like maybe an hour, and then. That was really good. I didn't have the gas till right till the end, and that was silly of me because, like, why not take it earlier? <laughs> but I was doing really well. This one was quick. Cyrus was as well, but I was only at a normal gym. This one was totally different. I didn't f- feel pain right up until the, like, the end of the pregnancy. My core was very much engaged, and she told me, do you think you can relax a bit? <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, oh, awesome. Like, I've still got a core there, but she was not happy about that. <laughs> but, yeah, so everything was my calves and my quads. They were tensing up as well, and she was going, oh, like, they're quite muscly. And I was thinking, <laughs> oh, my goodness, is this happening right now? What, like, yes, my body is, like, cool like I've got muscles still but it would always be like oh I've just been training and they were going like training what I'm still lifting weights okay but they were cramping up really bad and she was I was telling them to massage me and they weren't doing it hard enough so I asked them to punch me like just to massage it because it was in pain but everything was super tense the labor itself was just really quick yeah 
recovered really well, wanted to have a shower straight away. Um, baby was heavy-ish. He was my like least heaviest, but it was really good. And I wish I went home at six o'clock that night because I stayed overnight and that was not enjoyable. I had to share a room with people, but I was okay to do that and it would have been better. It's like, yeah, I was feeling good. Like really good. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's pretty strange, but I do put that all down to working out. Yeah. Because I didn't have time to think about other things. And because I have an anxious mind and lots of different scenarios can happen, um, no, this was probably the most at peace I'd been in labour. Yeah, right. Amazing. I was very strong-headed at yeah. this stage. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you've done it four times. But also a lot of like the training and struggle and stuff you go through in the gym as well. Yeah. You sort of, you because we do high intensity, short term kind of workouts often, lifting weights and doing all these different things. You put yourself under some stress and you always know that on the other side of that stress, you feel pretty good and, and things are all right. You're mentally prepared. So yeah. a wad gets you to a dark place, some of them. Yeah. So your brain's very much and in childbirth tune is with, the ultimate dark yeah, place. Yeah. It is a very dark place, <laughs> <laughs> very dark place. But like breathing techniques, because I'd learned that off Christy, like mobility. I was using those, and they were going, "Good job!" Like they didn't have to tell me anything. Some good belly breathing. Totally, yeah, belly breathing, very over exaggerated, <sighs> like very over exaggerated. But that I do that when I'm doing just like a normal core workout. But you learn that through processes of. Asking questions. Mm. I think I did the same thing as I do in a wad and held my breath. Yeah. <laughs> and I do that in a wad as well. <laughs> uh, funny. Um, Hayley, how'd you go? Um, so you got induced. Yeah, yeah, so I was induced. Um, I've got nothing to, to compare it to. But like I I don't want to sound like an idiot. But I, I've probably like put it to the back of my mind, but it wasn't that bad. Um, Those hormones have kicked back in. <laughs> the ones that make you want to have another one. Uh, oh, no, that's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I actually asked a nurse for the midwife for um, Panadol. And I don't know whether I was having <laughs> contractions or not or what was going on. But she's like, oh, if you only need Panadol, it's just it's just pressure. You can have an epidural. I'm like, no, I'm not going there. Um, and then my water broke. Um and he was really quick, like it was an hour and a half after that. So he was, I don't know what it's called. He was like, his back was on my back. I don't know what that's called. But yeah, they said it was really that. bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back on back. <laughs> yeah. They said it was really bad. And they're like, oh, you should have really bad back pain. I was like, I Yeah, because they go anything. against your spine. He's meant to be, eh? Yeah. Like leaning against it. So it's meant to be really, yeah. Pushing it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they said they said my back was meant to hurt and it didn't. So I don't know whether I put that down to training or whether it was just just Luck. what it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I know here, like I got really tight everywhere and they were doing the same thing. He's like, can you just like loosen up? I'm trying to do something. <laughs> um, setting up for a snatch. Yeah. <laughs> Switch fine. on everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then as I say, yeah, recovery was, was easy. Yeah. Um, I was I was um, at St. John of God, so we were there for, I think it was five nights in the end, um, but with my own room, so it didn't matter It didn't matter too much. We were sort of in a hotel. But, yeah, I got up and showered straight away, and then I was, I was moving around and everything. So, I don't, I, yeah, I guess I put it down to training. 
but I've got nothing to compare it to. Yeah, no, well, this is like this is all anecdotal. This is just just your experiences and and whatever. But like we're we're very similar. Like Court had similar experience. I, I highly recommend your first baby. Like if you can get like some private health and, yeah. <laughs> and you can go and stay there for five days and do some training with the nurses. It was the best thing that we did as well. Yeah. Very lucky that we had that organized because um, I th- imagine it'd be quite scary being in a hospital with other mums and often your husband can't even stay or your partner can't stay and it's your first baby. You don't know what you're doing. And It, it is like we, I, I had friends that had babies during COVID and the sad truth to it is they – there's not a lot of help. You might get a hit and miss, and if you're obviously a first-time mum and you're not in a private hospital, you've got to ask for the help. Otherwise, you want to go home like, to your partner because they couldn't stay overnight. Mm. Or you want to just do straight-up bottle if you didn't know how to breastfeed because that's the hardest part. But, yeah, that's where we're at as well. Yeah, like, you do really need the help because, you know, in the past when, you know, hospitals and all that was... A lesser thing and there wasn't as the medicine that we have now wasn't as good you often lived closer with your families and all that sort of thing and yeah. so you probably got yourself educated a lot more off your parents and all that whereas now people live in their own homes and they don't see their parents as much might seem a little bit so the help that you get from those doctors and nurses is so so important especially for the first one yeah the midwives are amazing amazing yeah we wouldn't be we wouldn't be where we are without the midwives even like and we found the overnight ones were the better ones. Like, they were all great, but the overnight ones just went that extra. Um, I remember, yeah, being up at 1 o'clock in the morning and one of the nurses, they'd sort of said much, um, not much all day. They're like, it'll go away, it'll go away. It was like, oh, I was well and truly over-engorged. And um, the nurse comes in and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and she helped us, like, at 1 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. Hadn't missed with nurses, though. Yeah. But that's... I reckon it all comes down to where you are mentally too. Like when you were, I was like, how are you feeling today? Like you're nearly to your due date, Hayley. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I think a mindset's massive because if you're stressing, I think your whole body takes that on as well. And then you, it goes on to your baby and times are, there's, it's anxious times. But um, if you're chill as much as you can be and you've got somewhat of a support system, um, the actual side of, pregnancy labor can be really enjoyable and then afterwards as well i think yeah. even the support system here like as yeah i should probably should have thought of it a little bit more before we started but i um they were looking at uh inducing him at 34 weeks um because he was really small that's a big difference there's a huge difference there's a two kilo difference in babies there <laughs> um they're looking at inducing him at 34 and i just came in and that was like the one thing that i talked to like the girls about it was just i don't i don't know what i'm doing they told us to pack our hospital bags because they didn't know what was going on and stuff and um i came here and i, w- I wasn't doing much because i didn't know what i didn't really want to do much but they said that and then it sort of got less and less as, it, as we went on um but being able to come and talk to people that i didn't have other than that like i could have talked to my mum but she didn't like i did talk to mum but it wasn't someone that was living in it at the same time. Yeah. It's good to have a bunch of mums that are all similar age, yeah. are just having kids or about to have kids or all that. And, th- and there's a big crew of it now, especially with this COVID boom <laughs> babies. But, but the last few years, there's, there's a constant like flux of babies coming in. <laughs> Times have changed too. Yeah. Like you can ask for experience. Say like you had all the mums here in the, in the morning and like asking what each different mum done. And because we're all similar age group, um, there was different experiences, but you come down to your own thinking. Like, if you're chill enough, 
like just wait it out a little bit or if you're feeling like you definitely need to be induced definitely go get induced hmm. Hmm. um so yeah both you guys and court as well all recovered really well i'm pretty sure like well, we're in hospital for like four or five days i'm pretty sure like two days out of hospital we were walking around chadston shopping like and she was fine and she's the same she like definitely thinks that just continuing to exercise continuing to move had a massive impact on her recovery and if you do look at like the science and that in, in training and exercise and stuff if you do interval training you do weights training and things like that then the adaptations are that you should be able to recover your aerobic tra- aerobically you should be able to recover your um in terms of muscle maintenance and growth, you should be able to recover and things like that because your body's trained a level to to recover. So, I yeah, I'm not going to confirm anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I but, feel like postpartum, uh, the only strength that you lose is what you have to have off. Yeah. Like, imagine if we didn't train all the way through mm. and then you're, you're off for that extra time. So, yeah, it's... A, like longer time obviously that you'd have time to recover and build back your strength but if you are doing it all the way through yeah. even just like box squats or something that's literally sitting in a chair surely <laughs> that can't be no it's fine the physio at the hospital she came in the day that we left and she said um she said three months she told me i wouldn't be able to train for three months and then like, I felt fine, and the obstetrician said that was fine. And then when I came in, Stu said to me to go see the physio. And she was she was happy for me to come back to training. She told me the bits that she wanted me to modify. Like, I still wasn't allowed to go overhead until I had another checkup three weeks later, I think. And then she was happy. Like Yeah. Um, yeah, we try to send all you guys to specific, like, maternal health postpartum physios that that's their specialty um and i think everyone should do that go find physios that actually specialize in that because then they can just give you all the info all the tools all the recovery tools they can check your tummy check your um you know separation and things like that and make sure that that's right because if you jump straight back in um off some advice like oh yeah you're sweet to go but they don't know a lot of that information then you might cause further separation you might cause all sorts of problems yeah if you don't go to them and find out and how sad it is though that hospitals will give you say over covid yet you couldn't go but you can now but it's still telehealth so like i was talking with another mum and she was given um a telehealth um, login similar to zoom to do her postnatal physio checkup and it's like they can't touch you. They can't see what's happening. So you're literally doing Poke exercise. your tummy for me. Yeah. So One finger, two fingers. This is a hospital giving you the information. Yeah. They want you to do the physio, but you're going to do it online. Yeah, it's hard. So you're tossing up with paying specialist money and things like that, but it's worth it. Like, just do it yourself. Yeah, I think if you've got... if I think everyone just values those kind of services differently. Like, yes, the physio is very expensive, but yeah. it might just take a couple of visits. You might have to foot the bill. Yeah. You might have to just save some money another way. But the best thing for your like long-term health is to sp- drop two, three sets of 80 bucks, 100 bucks to go see those specialists. Yeah. Um, because down the track, like, and we've ch- chatted to people in the past that didn't go get that help and waited the long period of time that the doctors and physios said, like, wait, two months or three months and got to that period like okay i can get into it 
but there was no check on whether their pelvic floor was too tight or whether their separation was good enough or how they moved. And then they jumped straight back into things like bodybuilding and sit-ups and all that sort of stuff and then ended up with massive separation, weeing when they were skipping, weeing when they were running, all back pain, all these sorts of problems and then eventually went and got themselves to a physio two, three years later and the physio said, well, you have to stop everything. You can't do any training. I know it's your life. I know what, it's what you love, but you can't do anything until this is fixed and it's been made three years worse. Yeah. So all you had to do was maybe go at the beginning and just get that pro help and you'd be set up. You'd be good to go. Yeah, especially if it, it, you're tossing up what, if, what means more. So if you want to just like chill at home and just not do anything about it and think that maybe your pelvic floor is just going to magically become okay or if you're just used to walking or something but if you're wanting to do anything more like you said skipping and things and people later on down the track yeah it's not easy to hold on no but the information's actually there now there's programs for your pelvic floor and how to hold it on if you look for the information but it was so good to go to the physio because she did an ultrasound and i could actually like visually see yeah. it like and then i knew that i was doing it rather than just trying to guess is that what it feels oh, like all right that's awesome no, because you, they tell you like yeah, yeah they tell you what you should do but you're actually not sure if that's the feeling until you get the ultrasound or if they can, can examine you um to see what's actually happening with it you're like yeah my pelvic floor's on you're like, well, it's actually not. Like the other day with one of our trainers and there was like, well, you could be holding your butt, like, you know, that, that movement, like holding your butt instead of holding your pelvic floor because it's in a similar area. Yeah. Yeah, well, we were doing dead bugs the other day. Yeah. And we sort of treated it as like a pelvic floor session, really. And we're doing the motion, but getting people to hold their tummy and make sure they're relaxing their butt rather than squeezing their butt yeah. during this motion. And it makes all the difference in that. And it's not just for preggies it could be people before having babies it could be men as well that all can be too tight in that area and not know how to control it yeah it's absolutely worth doing that is and i i went to myotherapy all through my pregnancy as well that probably was help as well so either a massage but christian would um do the minimal so it was literally like a 20 minute session and that would just get most of the niggles out that was painful so if you're pregnant and you're training as well just getting those little niggles out definitely helped opening up the hips not too much it was literally 20 minutes but I think that helped as well just looking after your body while you're pregnant yeah um and right we're two two months three months on now um how are we traveling now yeah, I feel, I feel like normal again. Well, not normal. Like, I'm not hitting the same weights that I was or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, everything's kind of... It's like the last week. Maybe since we came out of lockdown, everything just felt felt better again. I trained during lockdown and didn't really push myself because you're not, <laughs> you're not happy at home. Um, and came back and have just, yeah, gone with everything. Still, Yeah, still nowhere near what, what I would be and I'm not going to push myself. But happy enough to join in. I, I pulled out of the comp next month um or this month actually um because i didn't think i'd be able to do the movements and i clearly can do the movements i think we might need i'm pretty sure we might need someone so if you know i am you are are that kid yeah yeah yeah, cool okay (laughs) i'm in that team (laughs) yeah yeah you're good to go um did you have much ab troubles or ab separation or restriction on things like the full-on stuff like sit-ups and that for a while yeah so i um 
I when I, I went and got a checkup and she said I was still I think I was half half a finger or half a centimeter or whatever it is. Um, so I had a fair amount of ab stuff to do and pelvic floor stuff to do. Um, and I still wasn't allowed to go overhead until that had closed up. So I went and saw her three weeks later and she confirmed that it had closed up. And she was she was blown away. She's like, nobody's ever like this. She's like, there's people that are like three years down the track that, yeah, as you said before, there's people that are three years down the track that still don't recover the way um, that I did. And still now she's got me doing like sit-ups, still modified sit-ups, just to try to build it up a little bit. Yeah, and there's no purpose to dive into something like sit-ups. Like even when we teach, you know, in our elements class, we teach people the some of the basics that we do. When we do sit-ups, I'm always like, we don't do this this often because there's, there's not much point to this movement. Like mm. the purpose of your midline and your tummy and, your, and that is to keep your body upright. And if you're lifting weights to hold on your shoulders or overhead to help support that, it's a trunk. Like, you know, it's like a part, it's like the bit that holds up the bridge. Yeah. Doing sit-ups helps you like get really good at sitting up out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's about it. It doesn't serve much of a function. People just do a lot of it because I think we've been told along the time through training that it gives you good abs. There's so many different ab workouts that you can yeah, do that, that control that. Yeah, but like, and we think that by doing a closing movement, it makes the abs bigger somehow. But holding a barbell on your shoulders or overhead and doing squats and making it contract your midline because it has to be contracted when you do those movements also builds the muscles in your abs yeah. as well. Your abs are still going to build. If you want a six-pack and you don't want or need or aren't allowed to do sit-ups, just do front squats and overhead squats. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. We need to get, I, I, I want to get rid of that stigma that sit-ups have to be something. They don't. Overrated. The other, the other <laughs> Thanks thing for I, taking out um, sit-ups from the workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I found, um, like... Speaking speaking to my physio, she knew oh, my actual physio that I normally go to doesn't really know a whole lot about CrossFit, but the um, physio that we went to um, postpartum did. But even sort of doctors and stuff, you say CrossFit and people either go, um, they've got no idea what it is or they freak out. Like um, at our mother's group the other day, the maternal health nurse, she's like, oh, so you lift really, really heavy weights. Like, no, that's not what I do at all. <laughs> and she kind of freaked out and she was trying to get her head around it. And she's like, is it like F45? I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and I just, it was too, it's so hard to explain that it's not what people think it is or people have no idea what it is. Yeah, and they think you're hard. literally, I was going into the gym to smash everything. They Like, a, cross, like a hit kind yes, of thing. But yeah. I think CrossFit has a bad stigma. Yeah, like you said, with physios, they're like, oh, you're going to pop your shoulder or mm. oh, this like they don't know what they're doing but that comes down to like you said there are some boxes that um don't do that yeah but and it's an old school thing like crossfit in the beginning the methodology was always about what we do now but people get excited and passionate about it and just can't you know smash the and people so people did smash the workouts a bit grungier and a bit harder back in the day and egos get in the way and you want to lift heavy but it's not like that anymore at most gyms there might still be some that are pretty hardcore but it's definitely not the way that we roll here. We're almost more of very much like a, your strength and conditioning focused yeah. um, with CrossFit workouts because they're fun. Yeah, <laughs> they are fun. Yeah. I'm so bored. I'm so, yeah. Yeah, like I love like 
I know strength is like your weightlifting, conditioning is your running and all that. Combining them both is fun. Yeah. Yeah. And our priority here is obviously to just do it really safely. Yeah. And you can still have fun. Whereas if you get carried away and combine the both and you don't have the mechanics and you can't do it consistently, then that's when it goes to shit. And then that's when doctors and that get a bit concerned that you're doing the wrong thing. But the the methodology in that and the, the everything in the journals of CrossFit from 20 years ago states all of that stuff. Mechanics first, consistency next, and then intensity at the end. Do not progress to this until you've mastered this. But... You're in a gym, you're in an environment, people get excited. I still feel now that like like even just rowing before, it helped me push my rowing, like not think about how exhausted I was by just focusing on mechanics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you focus on mechanics, you move so well. Um, and Marty, you're the same. You've just recovered well and seem to be getting back into things pretty good. Yeah, I did my first full week last week and I'm super sore, but um, mentally amazing to be back and... I'm a goal person, so I'll write down something that I want to smash and then do that, but gradually. Yeah. And I love going from a scaled option to, you know, the more intense ones, and I'm okay to sit on the scaled option for a long time and then have everything later on. Yeah, it's just about enjoying. What are you doing now? Not worrying too much about where you're going to go. No. Having that urgency to be there right now, it doesn't really matter. I, I do like the... The fact that uh, where we come, like this gym, is you take out the weight loss side of things. Like, yes, um, it's nice to lose weight, but all of us mums that come here, you don't go, okay, so, like, we've had our babies now, and, like, how much weight do you want to lose this like this month? It's not about that. <laughs> is that a all. thing? It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you don't ask it like that, but yeah, you no, defi- yeah. definitely, I think, when you're a, a mum... That's mm. the first thing you want to do. You want to drop Get the, the weight baby off. weight. But have you ever felt like you, that's your first thought? Nah. No. Yeah. Nah. I, was just, I was just thinking, it's just going to come off my It'll first It'll take care thought. of itself if you yeah. do the process, yeah. But it's definitely, it's nice to come to a place with other mums where you just, that's not that's not the first priority. It's just yeah. like, can't wait for you to smash that next deadlift. Or? Yeah. Well, that's it. If you focus on just doing the things then the weight loss will just happen. Like we always try yeah. and make it a byproduct, and and we talk about it heaps. And that if you're putting all your chips on the gym as being the thing that's going to help you lo- make you lose all the weight and get skinny, you're probably going to fail. You're going to struggle. You're going to give up. It's going to be too hard because yeah. the gym is like this tiny thing. Your gym, the gym is your hobby. Yeah. The the daily movement and the diet, like moving a bit more just day to day and trying to eat a bit less of some heavy stuff is going to get you the result that you want. The gym's just like that little bonus, that little kicker, the fun little hobby that you do that contributes a little bit, 10%. I like the less brain work too. Like we come here and you don't have to think. Like we're literally feeding and then come to the gym and then not have to I couldn't imagine doing a workout and thinking, is this workout going to help burn enough fat or not? Yeah, yeah, that would be painful. Work out the calories. And that's a thing. Like there's, you know, gym's use that sort of thing and use things like heart rate monitors and shit like that purely to tell you how much calories you're burning and all this it's an absolute marketing gimmick but it's has you focused on your weight loss all the time and that outcome at the end all the time that's way too stressful yeah the only thing i'm thinking about is um drinking water yeah you're talking about that (laughs) how much are you having Haley? like five (laughs) liters and you need more yeah 
I um I didn't want to eat during my pregnancy. I was sick and then had gestational diabetes, so didn't want to eat, didn't want to end up on insulin. And then since I've been breastfeeding, all that I've done is eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you come here and you're like, it's okay. Like, yeah. Produce the milk, do a yeah. workout for happiness. It's a priority. Yeah. It'll get there. But it's not, there's no pressure. No. I would feel pressured staying in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't think you're mentally prepared for the day otherwise. Yeah. That's it. Thanks so much for sharing your stories on Bubs. Now they're both napping and quiet. Yeah. And now your older ones are getting restless, I think. They're ready to go. Get a feed. It's a good sunny day. <laughs> Mum is hungry too. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> so thanks so much for sharing that. Um, yeah, I reckon that will definitely help others and resonate with others. And people should love this story. Because the last thing is, is if so me and Hayley have got really good stories. Like we were able to train all the way through. If you're not able to train all the way through, I think even just coming or going to a gym and being around a support system, even if you're just on the bike or even if you're just chatting, that's going to be better off for your pregnancy than staying at home. Like finding yeah. a really good like support crew and just doing what you can at the gym. Yeah, finding a, a, yeah, a good gym yeah. or like a friend to walk with or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can't, if you can't gym for whatever reason because everyone's different, doesn't matter. You just walk. You just do other things. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, I think finding some people to get around and ask questions, especially when it's your first baby when you're unsure and that, like find people to help you out and tell you about stuff. And Everybody you, here was willing to share their birth story. Yeah, <laughs> when people start sharing their frigging <laughs> scary birth stories or their negative stories, just walk away. Like yeah. don't go to those people. Don't listen. Like, yeah, you, you get the positive supportive people and unfortunately you get the people that just want to talk about how horrible everything is and yeah. you just... Leave those ones. Because <laughs> I, I, even just coming in here when I couldn't train, yeah, that was better off for me. It's like if I was sick all the way through my pregnancy, yeah, coming in here just to stalk, yeah, wouldn't be better. Yeah, and we had a few did that. They just come and just sit on the bike, yeah, and just pedal for a bit and just hang with some people. And it, it but yeah, I think them. you've got to find a place that allows you to do that. Yeah, and the trainers aren't going. Mm, I think you need to pay five bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> like just to be able to just sit there and. Yeah, Do it's no problem what for you us. Can, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but yeah, as we're saying, everyone's different. Everyone's pathways different. Everyone's backgrounds different. People will have niggles and things that will stop them. But yeah, as long as you're you're moving a little bit and you've got people around you and you're you're putting sort of the long road first, not yeah. just your short term things. Things can be good. Thanks 100%. so much. No worries. Thanks. There we go. Haley and Marty, amazing story. Uh, many stories like that out there for sure, especially over the last six to 12 months or so. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys loved it. Um, stay tuned for more awesome stories. But if you want more, if you've got questions or anything, feel free to reach out. Reach out to us um, on the Bella podcast. Just go to Vela FNM on your Instagram or Vela Fitness Nutrition Mine on the Facebook ask questions, send us some love, send us some feedback, whatever. And um, yeah, we'll be sure to give that love back in return. If you do love the app and think it will serve someone else, uh, send it to them. Uh, hopefully they'll get something out of it too. Uh, and that's what this is all about, just serving others, serving us, serving you guys and you guys serving others with some some little nuggets. If you guys leave this and there's something that um, just helped you in some way, then that's a win that makes the podcast all worth it. That's all. See you guys next week.
Thank you very much for listening to the Valor Fitness Nutrition Mind podcast. My name is Stuart Cunningham. If you enjoyed the episode, please send us a like, send us a comment, share it with a mate, give us a rating on the iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on. Every little bit of support helps. Looking forward to bringing you some more stuff next week.